Hey, welcome back to Linfit Coaching. I am your coach, Caleb Lynn. I'm a performance coach and nutritionist, working with some of the top athletes in the world and also bringing practical information to you. Okay, so before we jump into this podcast, into this episode here, I really want to uh, just, man, if, you, if this is any benefit to you, if this is really helpful to, to you in any way, this inf- information is actionable to you or anyone that you care about and love, you want to share this, then like, subscribe, and share this to others. That really massively helps uh, the algorithm and everything for this YouTube or podcast and everything. So the more feedback that I can get, the more likes and subscriptions, the better I can help more people. And really the reason I'm doing this is to get practical and actionable information out there to really help people. But today we are jumping into 14 reasons why you are not losing weight okay so this is going to be a fun episode this kind of get to debunk a lot of things or really i hope what this brings you is some reasons why maybe you're you're hitting a plateau maybe you're on this journey of trying to lose weight and you're just struggling to know why you're stuck okay so before i jump into this i want to actually change the paradigm a little bit and kind of uh i'm going to speak in common terms here but i want to i want you to understand that uh losing weight is more specifically defined as losing fat okay people that are in the the game for weight loss are they're just unsatisfied with how they look and they'd like for their fat mass to decrease usually you don't hear someone saying i'd like my muscle to decrease i'd like my bone mass to decrease i'd like to shrink a little bit uh (laughs) and so uh but people really care about losing some of that fat that's underneath that they just don't need, okay? So when we talk about weight loss, we mean fat loss, okay? So these are 14 reasons why you are not losing the excess body fat that you want to lose. In other words, weight, okay? So reason number one is perhaps you are losing fat, but you're just not losing weight on the scale, okay? So this is a this is an interesting one. This is really common for people who are just beginning out exercise and stuff. You're just going through this change in body composition. If you're in a great exercise program and you're following a good nutrition program, then it's likely that simultaneously as you are reducing the weight on the scale or reducing your fat mass, uh, your muscle mass is also increasing. Okay, so what does that do? That causes the number on the scale to not really change a lot. And that's why it can matter a lot to to track other things besides the number on the scale. Okay, so it's helpful and healthy to track things like photos, how clothes fit, how you look and feel. Um, Keep track of when people are noticing, you know, like, hey, you're looking jacked today or wow, you're looking really lean and, and really fit today. Things like that. Um, so tracking things other than the number on the scale can be really healthy to help you understand, are you actually making progress? Okay. And it's good to know that there's even, uh, there's even differences between genders within this. So like, for example, females, they retain water, uh, more water seven days from their monthly period every month. And so what does that mean? This means that, man, there's certain times of the month where the this number on the scale may not be changing that much. And so the scale is not representative of your progress in fat loss. 
use other things such as your girth measurements, your body fat percentage, how your clothes feel, how you look in the mirror, progress pictures, whatever that may be to help you understand that it's apart from the scale, you really are making progress. That's reason number one. Okay. Reason number two, you just are not keeping track of what you're eating. Okay. And so maybe you're putting all the work into your workouts. You're working super hard. You're getting stronger. You're feeling the fitness gains, but you just haven't changed how you look at all. And you're like, what is going on? And you feel like you are following a diet or a nutrition plan well, but you feel like you're just not making any progress. Well, if you're not keeping track of what you're eating in any shape or form, then that may be the root of why you're not losing the body fat that you want to, okay? And this is not necessarily something that you have to do forever as far as like whether you're counting calories, you're counting portions, or even just doing sort of picture journaling of what you're eating or writing down by hand what you're eating and how much. Um, You don't necessarily have to do that forever, but awareness is a really powerful tool. At least recording something or recording what you're eating for a minimum of two weeks gives you a solid picture of how much you're eating, what you're putting into your body. And it can be really helpful even if you're in a coach and client relationship to be able to understand, okay, what's going in? Is there too much? Okay. And so if you've hit a wall and you're not, you're not getting what you need for nutrition, um, if keeping track of what you're eating can be really helpful to make that next step in progress. Okay. Eating clean doesn't mean you, that you will drop body fat. You might be eating the best possible foods, the healthiest organic foods or whatever, whole foods. But it, fact, matter of fact is if you're eating too much, you're still not going to drop the body fat. Too much of even a good thing is not going to lead to the progress you want. You can't beat the energy balance equation. Okay. So ultimately, if, if you're eating more than your body is consuming in its resting metabolism and in the work that you're doing in your workout and the recovery from your workout, if your body's not burning those calories, you're eating more than you are consuming overall, then ultimately it's, it's going to end up not losing the body fat that you want to lose. Okay. So keeping track can be really helpful to do that. That's reason number two. Okay. Reason number three, you are not eating enough protein. Okay. So look back to the RDAs, the recommended dietary amounts here. Okay. So the RDA for protein is 0.8 grams per kilogram. Okay. But that is literally just two standard deviations above what it, ke- what it keeps to keep a lab rat alive. Okay. So it's, it's purely for base survival. It's not what's going to help you thrive. It's not going to help you build significant lean mass. Really what we need for physically active persons, for someone who's trying to get leaner and sustain lean mass of muscle and bone, we're going to need 1.8 to 2.2 grams per kilogram of body weight. Okay. And a kilogram is 2.2 pounds. And so if you're thinking in pounds, divide your body weight by 2.2 to get how much you weigh in kilograms. Okay. So Man, that that 1.8 to 2.2 grams per kilogram is a prerequisite to weight loss. Why? Man, there's so many benefits. <laughs> if you look at all the research, there's numerous studies on protein showing how it is beneficial, okay? So not only does protein 
uh, take more energy to digest and keep you fuller for longer. It also has hormonal effects. It has a positive effect on ghrelin and leptin, which are these are the hormones that, that act together to control whenever you feel hungry and when you feel full. And so it creates a good hormonal balance of regulating your appetite, knowing when you are hungry and knowing when you have enough. Really important hormones that protein can really help regulate. And those who eat a high protein breakfast are going to have less of appetite and less cravings for up to 36 hours. A recent study had this, uh, which is really fascinating. It's for the proponents of breakfast, uh, getting a high protein uh, breakfast is gonna be huge for regulating your appetite throughout the day. And so you may have noticed this yourself. This is true for all people, but for some people, if they miss breakfast, then they are so hangry by lunch, or if they get a light lunch, they're so hungry by dinner, they end up just eating whatever's in sight, okay? So eating breakfast, getting your day started without having too much of a long fast from dinner the night before to your next meal the following day is gonna help regulate your appetite, keep you from make, making uh, spur of the moment decisions that aren't necessarily gonna be good for your fat loss journey. Okay. High protein also helps prevent weight regain because of the satiety levels. Okay. So if you continue to eat high protein, even after, even if your diet adjusts over time to something that's more realistic and sustainable, continually eating high protein is going to help you maintain lean body mass, which keeps your metabolism high while also making sure that your satiety levels are, are nice and high so you don't regain that weight. So if you don't have the appetite for junk food, you're just not gonna eat it, okay? So that's reason number three, you're not eating enough protein. Reason number four, you're just eating too many calories. I refer to this a little bit whenever we're, uh, we're talking about reason number two of not tracking what you're eating, but you're just eating too many calories. People tend to overestimate their activity and they tend to underestimate the calories that they're eating. This is just a fact. If you've ever done like a three-day food record, uh, I mean, think about it. I mean, try to remember what you ate yesterday, what you had last night for dinner. I mean, it takes some effort, okay? And so let alone to remember the quantities of food that you ate, it's difficult, okay? And then exercise, if we think of like, if I asked you a question of how many hours do you work out in a week, it's more likely that you're going to overestimate. This happens majority of the time whenever I'm working with a new client because people want to, they, oftentimes you will end up saying the actual amount that you're, you know, the time that you leave your house you, and to the time that you go back to your house. <laughs> so like in that period of time of however long that it is, one, two hours, um, how much time are you actually moving? You know, in that time that you're at the gym, how much time are you actually doing physical movement? And so that's the actual time of movement and that understanding the intensity of that movement goes into it as well. So it's easy for us to be off on our estimates. And so understanding how much we need to eat or how much we are eating um, can really mess with that, our understanding of our own energy balance needs. And that energy balance is just the equation of the calories in minus the calories out or the calories burned equals the total energy balance. If you're in a positive energy balance, means you, that means you have an excess or a surplus of calories. If you're at a like energy balance of zero, then that's basically like I'm maintaining who I am. And if you are in a negative energy balance, that's also called a deficit, a calorie deficit. And so 
for fat loss, you're going to need in, to be in somewhat of a calorie deficit uh, in order to reduce the amount of fat mass. You're gonna force your body to use its energy stores or its fat stores in order to sustain itself. So it doesn't have to be a huge calorie deficit, but a minor calorie deficit does work. But if you're just eating too many calories, you're always in this surplus. So up to, and so there's always up to 50% error for both how much you're eating and how much you're exercising. This is true of all people, even myself as a exercise and nutrition professional, I overestimate how, how much I'm exercising and I underestimate how much I'm eating, okay? So this is why tracking your intake for a minimum of two weeks can truly get you a good idea of what you're having. And working with a legit coach can really help you understand where you need to go from there, okay? So especially you want to track your calorie-dense foods, like the fatty foods, the junk foods, the snacky uh, foods that you have in between meals or late at night, um, and the drinks, okay? So those fatty foods and snacks and the drinks, those calories add up so fast. And so even if uh, you're using a calorie tracker, something like uh, MyFitnessPal, where you just log in on your phone, and you only log the snacks and the drinks that you have. That can give you an idea of how many excess calories you're having in between meals and potentially help you make some informed decisions on how you might need to adjust what you're having outside of your normal meals, okay? So that's reason number four. Reason number five, you're not eating whole food, okay? So man, there's lots of people who've been healthy on a Mediterranean diet. There's lots of people who've who've done really well on a keto diet. There's lots of people who've done super well on the paleo diet. Lots of people have done super well on you name it diet, okay? But 100% of the time, people do not do well on a diet full of highly processed foods, okay? You don't hear many people thriving physically when they're living on fast food that they can get drive it up in their car or stuff they can order really quick. You know, you don't hear of people thriving by living 100% on, you know, milk and cookies from the store, you know? <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't hear about people thriving on just the packaged goods or the frozen meals, okay? Typically those people end up struggling in their health, okay? So eating healthy foods improves health in regulating appetite. Whole foods are more filling and they have less calories per serving. Try eating a thousand calories worth of watermelon. I dare you. You're going to need to eat like five whole watermelons to get a thousand calories. Okay. That's a ton of food. Okay. So this is to say that, I mean, sticking to whole and single ingredient foods as often as possible is going to help you stay fuller for longer and eating less calories overall. And it's gonna really help you get the valuable macro and micronutrients that you need to thrive um, throughout your day and in this entire process, okay? Ultra processed foods, they're heavily cooked foods. They have ingredients that you can't even pronounce. They have preservatives in them. They have fancy packaging and everything to get you be a to attracted to buying them. But not only that, at more of a hormonal, biological level, they affect your leptin and ghrelin signals, those hunger and, and fullness signals that you have. So 
while you're eating these highly processed foods, you eat it, it goes down super easy, it doesn't take much to digest and you don't feel full. And so not long after you eat it, you end up reaching for more snacks. You end up trying to look for something else to eat and, and lo and behold, you end up eating more calories than you need and you're in that calorie surplus again. So another common thing we see worldwide is that people cook only soft foods if the food isn't really like chewy if it doesn't provide any satiation like as far as food texture if it just slides down with minimal call it mastication where you're you have to chew it in order to to swallow it um those foods are it's it's like a way of limiting your hunger signals because it just goes down too easy and too fast if you're finishing your meal in five minutes because it's so soft you don't even have to chew it you just put it in your mouth and swallowing it that's also um, a form of a processed food that's going to limit your progress because it's too easy to overeat too fast. So that's reason number five is you're not eating whole food. I definitely encourage you guys to, to find more of the single ingredient foods. By single ingredient, that means that when you see it, you know what it is, okay? Or there's minimal other ingredients used in preparation, maybe oils and spices and herbs in order, in order to prepare that. Besides that, you know what it is. You know what plant it is. You know what animal it was. Um, you know exactly where it came from. There's not a whole bunch of stuff that's blended together and preserved in order to sit on the shelf for months or years, okay? So that's reason number five. Reason number six, you're not lifting weights. Okay, so this is true time and time again. For someone who's trying to reduce their fat mass, some type of resistance training, whether a lot or little, is going to be beneficial for increasing their overall metabolism to reduce their fat mass, okay? Lifting weights helps maintain and build lean mass while in a calorie deficit, okay? Let me say that again. While lifting weights, if you're lifting weights while you're in a calorie deficit, essentially eating less so that you can lose some fat, some body fat, that weightlifting has a protective effect on your lean body mass, your muscle and your bone, okay? If you are not lifting weights and you're in a calorie deficit, your body's more likely to sacrifice some of that lean mass, that muscle especially, in order to lose weight, okay? So you're gonna end up losing your muscle mass and some fat mass at the same time. And once you go back to that original, if you go off that you know short-term diet that you've been in, that short-term calorie deficit that you're in, then you immediately gain the weight back because you, your overall metabolism has actually decreased from losing some of that lean body mass, okay? Your muscle and bone is what really big time controls your resting metabolism, okay? So keeping your essential organs and your muscle mass and your bone thriving and your brain thriving is what controls your resting metabolism. And if you're reducing some of that mass, namely your muscle mass, then your overall metabolism is less, okay? So lifting weights is going to have a protective effect and keep you, your metabolism high while reducing the fat mass, okay? So start, if you're not doing any kind of resistance training, start doing some kind of weightlifting find a friend or a trainer who can help you and hold you accountable to moving well with good technique so you're doing it safely okay so reason number seven kind of goes along with the reason number six of lifting weights 
Reasons number seven that you are not losing weight is because you are lifting weight, but you have adapted to your routine or you have no intensity, okay? So there's two parts of this. You've adapted to your routine, okay? That means that you've been, you've been exercising, but you kind of been doing the same thing over and over again. Same volume of exercise, same weight that you've been using, or you've kind of gotten stuck at a certain intensity. You're not really um, kicking it up at all, okay? So if you're stuck to the same routine, our bodies are smart, okay? We're a biological system that can adapt super well to whatever the challenge is, okay? So if you introduce a an exercise program and you don't change that up at all as far as the new skills you're learning, the weight training exercises that you're doing, um, or the rest that you're having in between sets or anything like that, if you're not increasing the challenge in any way or changing up the challenge in any way, then your body's going to get used to that. And so it's no longer adapting. It's no longer being challenged in such a way. And so whenever your body's less challenged, then it takes less calories to meet that challenge. It takes less effort in order to meet that challenge. And so you get a lot less of a training stimulus. And so that's what you're chasing whenever you're in this exercise program. You're chasing things that are challenging and that it can be a varying challenge. It could be a slow pace workout that's just really challenging skill-wise or balance-wise uh, or weight training-wise. Or it could be a really fast-paced workout that's really challenging cardiovascularly and changing up how many times you do that in a given week can be huge for maintaining that overall calorie burn, okay? And so related to that is you have no intensity, okay? And so intensity can be defined as like, Ways you can increase intensity would be like increasing the weight that you're moving. It could be decreasing the rest that you have between sets or reps. It could be um, how fast you're moving the weight that you have, okay, with intention, okay? Or it could be uh, the the duration that you have your, your workout is. It could be a slightly longer workout at a given intensity, okay? So there's lots of different ways to increase your intensity, but if you're kind of stuck at a certain intensity, or even if you have been doing too many workouts within the week and you just have been working out too often, it's going to automatically force your body for the sake of survival um, to end up decreasing the overall effort you're giving to each workout, okay? So then it becomes sort of a cardio workout instead, okay? Because you're not able to push the intensity. You're not able to push yourself and, and really challenge yourself because you're trying not to break yourself, okay? And so sometimes less is more. If you can give more intensity to less workouts in a week, then that can be huge for improving your overall progress, okay? So to review that point number seven, you, if you're lifting weights, but you've just adapted the routine, Add some variety, add some challenge to that, okay? Or if you have no intensity to that, okay? So if you've been stuck using the same weight, increase that weight, do something more challenging. Or if you've been stuck doing the same variation of movement, do a more challenging variation or something that's different, that's a different skill that you have to learn to be challenged to get better at, okay? That's reason number seven. Reason number eight that you are not losing weight is you've been binge eating, okay? so. Unhealthy or healthy, the calories still count if you binge on very calorie dense foods at some point in the week, okay? 
So I like to say that, I mean, our body is a system of averages, okay? And so even if you're like eating perfect throughout the week and on the weekend, you're just like, I'm having, uh, I'm just gonna just totally pig out on this meal right now. And you end up eating all of the calorie deficit <laughs> that you had the entire week, then the average of the entire week is still gonna be the same. That makes sense? Okay, so if you just made up for in one meal and all of the calories that you cut throughout the week, then you just averaged out to be the same. That's why you're not losing weight. Okay, so that's why like I hate the concept of like a cheat meal, something like that. I hate that terminology. Like if I've harped on that before in the Olympic coaching podcast, but um, we'll go down that road too much today. But honestly, if you're going to have a meal where you're having something that's not necessarily healthy or something that's more processed or some kind of a dessert or something like that or comfort food something that's more calorie dense then that's fine but really keep it in the context of the entire nutrition plan and keep it to reasonable portions and so if you think of you know how many portions am i aiming for of different macros of protein carbs and fats then does that fit into the entire, entire context of my nutrition plan, okay? So instead of having, you know, three meals worth of food in a single meal, this should be a reasonable meal. Same size of all, all of your other meals, same portions, but maybe you're having this food that you have. And so if you have a, a reasonable portion of that, then you don't have to feel guilty about it at all because you just ate until you were satisfied. You got your other macros and you got to enjoy this delicious food that you have. And so it's not cheating in any way. It's just helping you be a normal person, okay? So that binge eating, you know, that picking out or that, uh, that cheat meal or that overeating, you know, and so I, I encourage people to, you know, do a single meal and not like a, an off day where it's like every single meal and snack you have is just like way, way off the scale of, uh, healthy, you're, you're not having whole foods, you're eating ultra processed foods, you're eating fried foods, you're eating desserts and all that. Doing that all day, you're gonna eat two weeks worth of calories, basically, calorie deficit. <laughs> uh, but have a single meal that's a reasonable portion is totally fine. You can do that each week and totally still make progress, okay? And definitely in the context of, you know, if you're trying to get incredibly, incredibly lean, super lean, then these types of planned uh, deviations from your nutrition plan as far as food choices um, will have to be less and less to get leaner and leaner, okay? But overall, that's reason number eight. You've been binge eating. That's a reason why you're not losing weight because your average is still the same and you're not truly achieving a calorie deficit on average throughout the entire week, okay? Reason number nine is you're still drinking a lot of sugar, okay? Sugar drinks do nothing for our appetite suppression, so it's easy to take a lot of calories in without feeling any change in fullness with even, even a meal. Um, so this includes sport drinks, uh, fruit juices, and soft drinks like you know cool drinks or pop or soda, whatever you call them. Um, so I mean, one serving of juice can have multiple uh, the same calories, the same amount of sugars as multiple pieces of whole fruit. Um, for example, like, I mean, you drink a glass of apple juice. That's like drinking five apples worth of sugar, okay? I'd rather tell you to go uh, 
go eat five apples. I dare you to eat five apples. I bet you won't finish five apples. <laughs> uh, so really like cutting down the, the sugary drinks is going to be huge for reducing your overall calories and not letting those things sneak in. Okay. So those sugary drinks, and that could also be like in your coffee, you know, whether you're putting cream and sugar in your coffee or your tea, um, that can be the cool drinks, the juices, the, and oftentimes if juices have added sugars to make them taste better and make them more tasty and, uh, addictive in some ways. And so, um, just drinking water or calorie free beverages with your meals or in between can be super helpful for your progress. Okay. That's reason number nine. Reason number 10, you're not sleeping well. I don't know if you saw that coming. Sleep is huge for our fat loss journey. Okay. So studies say that poor sleep is one of the single biggest risk factors for obesity. Can you believe that? Sleep is one of the single biggest factors for obesity risk. Adults, we have 55, have a 55% higher risk of obesity while children have an 89% higher risk of obesity when they're not getting sufficient sleep. Okay. So lower sleep leads to a, a lower leptin and a higher ghrelin, which means that you're going to feel hungry more often. and It's going to be harder to feel full. Think about this. If you're awake for more hours in the day, you're more likely to have a snack at night. Okay, you end up having these extra portions of food uh, because you're just not sleeping well. Okay, and our hunger goes in cycles. And so if you're not sleeping well and it throws off those hormone cycles, um, then it's going to disrupt our hunger. We're going to want to reach for snacky foods um, that are outside of our normal meals. But low sleep also disrupts our blood sugar, which leads to highs and lows that can affect our food decisions, like what we choose to eat. If you got low blood sugar, you're going to be reaching for the carbs. If you got high blood sugar, um, it's going to really make us feel cloudy and, um, and struggle to make good sound decisions with food. Okay. So, and that obviously puts us at a higher risk of other chronic diseases such as diabetes. So sleep is huge for our fat loss journey. So what do I tell clients to aim for? Aim for seven to eight hours of sleep a night. And that means that the battle for that night of sleep starts that evening before. Okay. So finding a way to wind down and try to get to sleep at a certain time, that's roughly seven, to eight hours, seven to eight hours from the time that you want to wake up. Okay. So that's reason number 10, you're not sleeping well. Reason number 11 that you are not losing body fat is because you're drinking too much alcohol. Okay. So even the best, you know, spirits mixed with a non-caloric beverage are still high in calories because believe it or not, alcohol is relatively high in calories. Okay. It has seven calories per gram. And so even the, the you know, smaller portions of spirits compared to a beer, they all have calories in them. And so that's just drinking excess calories is not going to have a great effect on your um, appetite. It's not going to have a great effect on your satiety. But also if you're getting drinking significant amounts of alcohol, that, that also affects your appetite control. And it also makes your mind a little cl uh, cloudy. Um, and so you have a lower mental control on your food decisions. Just think about, you know, people who go out for heavy drinking, they end up 
going out for late night meals that usually tend to not be incredibly healthy, okay? Um, and so those calories add up really quick. You know, a little bit of alcohol could lead to a food binge on some unhealthy, really calorie dense foods. So reducing that alcohol, alcohol to, you know, zero to one or two drinks per week is going to be huge for your fat loss journey. That's reason number 11. Okay, moving through these. Reason number 12 is you're not eating mindfully. Okay, this is a really simple habit that I often teach many of my clients, many uh, people and athletes that I work with is just simply eating mindfully. That means removing distractions, being aware of how your food tastes and feels and eating more slowly. Okay, so by eating more mindfully, you're slowing down the way that you eat, you're taking more time to eat and enjoy your food and you're removing distractions such as phones, newspapers, magazines, um, and you're actually enjoying the food that you're having, okay? Putting aside the worries and the work and everything and actually engaging with your eating experience, okay? And so that's been clinically proven in research studies, okay? Eating mindfully is connected to weight loss, digestive health, and less binges, okay? Just by being more aware of what you're eating helps you make better choices in eating the right amounts for you overall. And eating slower and mindfully ends up helping your digestion anyways, okay? So it takes, it should take you about 20 minutes to eat. That's a good goal to aim for because that's gonna allow your body to receive that well and to allow your, your satiety hormones to let you know when you need to stop, okay? So that's reason number 12, you're not eating mindfully. Okay. Reason number 13 that you're not losing body fat is because you've reached your healthy set point. Okay. This is, this is an interesting thing because, you know, it's hard for us to accept because all of us want to look like the, the fitness model that's on the billboard or on this, on the screen or something like that. Uh, but realistically, not everyone can lose one to two pounds per week indefinitely. Not everyone can look like a fitness model. Not everyone is made to have a just totally ripped six pack, okay? Not everyone is, is meant to look like the, the you know, pencil thin model that's on the magazine cover or something like that. Uh, that's just not how some of us are built. Many of us are not built to be that way, okay? So try not to compare yourself. You know, you may have just reached a healthy set point for what you're willing to do within your diet, what you're able to do within your work life and stress, your stage of life and your ability uh, to train. Okay. And so you've reached a healthy set point for what you are capable of doing in your life right now and according to your genetic expression. Okay. So try not comparing yourself. Work on a, a mental exercises. See, uh, what you really need beyond the physical results. You know, why are you on this fat loss journey? Are you doing it because you're trying to look like, you know, this person? Are you doing it because you need more mental confidence? Are you doing it because it's the only thing you can control in life? Um, think deeper to your why of, of trying uh, to do this journey. What have you been missing? What is there, is there a greater fulfillment or a greater purpose that you could be reaching for? or finding your identity from. Uh, more often than not, dealing with those deeper things really free people um, to end up not focusing so hard on the number or on the body 
transformation. And it ends up actually helping them lose weight and have more freedom and fun in this whole journey of, of eating and, and having a better learner's mentality and not just ripping the whole process and uh, all and all of the uh, numbers and everything too tightly, okay? So by holding it more loosely and really not comparing yourself to others and others' results and performance is gonna really free you up and you might even lose more weight or body fat by accident just because of the simple thing that you're less stressed, okay? If you're always in this super highly stressed state of like, man, I gotta lose weight, oh, the, the number on the scale didn't move, that ends up having a, a high stress effect on your body which can actually help or make you hold on to the extra fat mass because your body's just trying to survive okay so that's a that's a simple way of saying you know lighten up a little bit so uh enjoy the journey find ways to enjoy the people around you the process um and have a learner's mentality and be thankful for where you are right now okay so that's reason number 13 is you just you just reached a healthy set point for where you're at right now Last reason, reason number 14 that you're not losing weight or fat mass is because some people don't lose weight because they are too focused on dieting, okay? So let me explain this a little more. Dieting too much or being in a calorie deficit too long can mess up your hormones and you can end up losing lean mass and affect your relationship with food. And so let weight loss come as a side effect of being healthy rather than trying to lose weight in order to get healthy. Does that make sense? So focusing more on your healthy behaviors, focusing more on the whole foods, working working on getting some consistent exercise and weight training into your routine, having fun with this um, instead of you know trying every different named popular diet that there is out there along the way, um, you get, if you get too focused on dieting, then you just end up in this perpetual calorie deficit and your body is never really truly able to adapt. If you're in a calorie deficit for too long, your body just accepts that this is the new normal. I'm going to reduce my lean mass in order to uh, meet this new calorie normal. And so that creates a lower metabolism and so you're never able to go back to a higher calorie intake. And so dieting too much is going to end up being less healthy in the long term and it it creates this indefinite kind of yo-yo effect where it's just like you never truly make any progress that lasts forever so working in those base health behaviors of you know eating mindfully getting uh you know eating slowly you know eating whole foods getting that regular exercise and weight training all those things are going to add up over time to get you to a healthier spot um, and so many people need to get healthy first within their gut or within their lifestyle before they lose weight. If you're high, too stressed and you're just focusing on the diet only and not the rest of your life, your activity, then you you may not make any progress at all. Regardless of your food preferences or beliefs, uh, find something you can stick to long term that includes whole food, high protein and all the macros you need to look for and perform the way you want. Um, and you know, get into a community or a place where you can exercise and weight train regularly. Okay, keep the diets short term if you're doing a diet just so you can learn and grow and find what works for you. Uh, but don't do these forever for long term. No diet is designed to be done forever. Um, but these are 
the 14 reasons why you're not losing weight or fat mass. So man, ultimately it comes down to treat yourself in the same way that you would treat someone that you're responsible for. <laughs> and so think of if you, if you're the coach, put yourself in the coach's position, you know, are, what are you going to tell them? You know, it, about certain behaviors, you know, treat yourself well. If you're taking care of someone and they're in bad health, you're going to hold them accountable and you're going to help them make decisions that are really helpful for them. But a lot of times we, we put our own health to the wayside. Um, what do we need to do to coach ourselves and care for ourselves? If, if you're responsible for yourself, take care of yourself, how are you going to treat yourself? Um, so, I mean, some people treat their pets better than they treat themselves. And so like, think of yourself and what your body needs, what your life needs. Think of the big picture outside of just the food and the exercise. Think about the stress outside of your life and your work and your family and your lifestyle. You know, what do you need to grow um, in, in each of these areas? And so think about these. Think about these uh, 14 reasons why you're not losing weight. I'll give a quick recap or review. Reason number one, perhaps you're losing fat, but you're not losing weight um, by your efforts. And so your fat mass is reducing. You just haven't changed the number on the scale. Reason number two, you're just not keeping track of what you're eating. Reason number three, you're not eating enough protein. Reason number four, you're just eating too many calories. Reason number five, you're not eating whole food. Reason number six, you're not lifting weights. Reason number seven, you are lifting weights, but you have adapted to your routine or you don't have enough intensity in your workouts. Reason number eight, you've been binge eating. One of those meals or one of those days during the week is, is leveling out your average. You're not actually reducing the calories at all. Reason number nine, you're still drinking a lot of sugar from those sugary drinks that you're having throughout the day. Reason number 10, you're not sleeping well. Reason number 11, you're drinking too much alcohol. Reason 12, you're not eating mindfully. Reason number 13, you have reached a healthy set point and this is just where your body needs to be and work on your identity and where you find your value in that. And reason number 14, some people don't lose weight because they're too focused on dieting. Okay, that is the 14 reasons uh, for why you are not losing weight. I hope this is beneficial for you and this gives you some actionable things to think about and apply to your weight loss or fat loss journey right now. If you need help with this, then reach out to me at caleb.linfit on Instagram or hit up the website, linfit.com. Definitely leave a rating and review on this video or on the podcast and subscribe. <laughs>